What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yalla. Yalla Bat. Well, today is the 20, 27, 29th, 29th of April, uh, Wednesday. Yep. Uh, yep. One thing, one thing, just to straight away say a big thank you to our listeners. I think now, just last check, we are number 15 on the Spotify podcast chart. Uh, after yeah. the, the the upload of our previous podcast, we went up to number 12. And mm. I mean, it's been a nice, very nice uh, progress the past few months going from like the 30s to the 20s to now the teens. And now the goal is to break into the 10 fucking top fucking 10, man. No, remember we even were even happy just being in the top 200. Oh, yes. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah remember we made a post, yeah, top 200. But, no, but like yeah, maybe I mean, five five listens and then you get into the top two hundred already. Yeah, <laughs> now now we 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 got a healthy growth. Like it's nice to see all our graphs of listenership, like retention rate, number of downloads, all trending upwards. We got a very active yep. subreddit. Uh, if you just Google Yalabat one word subreddit uh, or Reddit, you'll be uh, already now. I think has a growing number of members also. Like I think ninety yeah. members, which is yeah. which. It's not like in the thousands, but hope it, it will get there soon. But it's so active, man. It fucking warms yeah. my heart every time when we upload a podcast, yeah. post it there, and within the day, there are like comments and very thoughtful civil comments. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, is that's a bigger news than the numbers. Uh, that The comments in our Reddit are not only thoughtful, but they're really civil. Uh. There's no like name slinging and, and, and doxing, uh, calling each other <laughs> doxing and calling each other racist and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I uh, even for me, like even when they disagree with uh, what you or I say, I think they all th- uh, very thoughtfully do it in a very civil manner and try to get the point across as clearly as possible. And, and from our last podcast, there's still some that I haven't responded fully to that I totally intend to. Uh, it's just that they are so thoughtful that I'm really sitting there thinking, oh, how do I respond to this? Uh? But yeah. just a heads up, as we get bigger and sell out soon, we'll be doing podcasts like 10 types of lunches I had during COVID. You know, just the... The the standard trajectory of any influencer in Singapore. No, no, I'm gonna first thing we start with is we bring in uh Singapore's biggest influence for interviews la. Ah, That's how we which always is who? start, you know. Which is who? Huh? Singapore's uh, biggest influence or influencer? Influencer. Ah, influencer. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, who, and who, just who? ask them how they started, how they became an influencer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, what yeah. are the challenges they face? Uh yeah. and and I mean yeah, like, it, it's it's <laughs> <laughs> I think I we're really being completely don't... sarcastic. Yeah, yeah we're being sarcastic. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we are yeah, going to yeah. continue this format. We will, we will bring on board guests. But one thing we will always stick to is this sort of format, like, Because the ones yeah. we did with like uh, the cast from our our TV series where they participated in these sort of discussions was super well received, la. Yeah, it was well received because I think uh, even for you and I, we saw sides of these uh, actors and actresses that we never saw before, like, right? Yeah. You know, the, the ones that were more serious, certain and, topics that are more serious and es- about and all. Especially there was one topic about fat shaming which was a lot more uh, relevant to f- women at that point in time and thank God we had Muna on the podcast because yeah. otherwise it was the, just two dudes <laughs> talking yeah. about fat shaming. Yeah, and I love that. I love that podcast about the parrot headdress with Noah. With Noah did. Yawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where in the middle of the podcast suddenly there was this moment where Harish, oh, I think I'm going to change my mind now. And then, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I didn't fucking know. I, I, I became... Op- no, even then, I would say I yeah. didn't change my mind completely, but I was open to open, what you guys yeah, were saying. Like, yeah. Open. Which, that's the, which that's was the key. Like, that was like the, that's like the hat trick. Uh, scoring, a hat, scoring a hat trick in a scoring podcast. A of course, there were two Chinese <laughs> and one Indian in the room. Like, so yeah. I was outnumbered. Pressuring him to say yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but speaking of people outside of me and Terrence... The, yeah. there's there's one person in particular that we are talking about uh, as part of the serious topic this week la, yeah. which 
which I mean, yesterday we were on a podcast with Fakafaz, and I mean that one person, her name is Atika Mazlan, um, mm. and and just looking at the past few days, if you haven't been on Twitter or the internet, I mean, chances are you would have seen her name uh, pop up somewhere, lah. And mm. the we were cautioned against talking about uh, her because it's a very polarizing issue that yeah. she is involved in. But we just figured, why not, lah? And if people listen in and they hate us for it, then. I mean, we can't help it. What we'll try and do is just offer our humble opinion uh, yeah. on the topic, lah. But I mean, at, at the same time, uh, to to be honest, I you know I didn't really hear about the topic through mm. my Facebook echo chamber or anything, mm. and it was uh, it was really like I think I told a story on on Fazer's podcast about how I came across the topic. And it was can a you very random. Can you can you please explain? Can you please? <laughs> no, no, you have was, to. You have to. It sounds crazy, but at first I thought that oh, this is Singapore's. There's a new sex tape that's out there of this person, <laughs> Atika. Because I was reading, I was literally reading an article about violence, cyber violence against women, and then names like the usual names came up like, of all the women who have been subject to it before and influencers mm-hmm. like Belly Belly Jelly and all that, and how they've overcome it. It's a very beautiful article. Then mm. someone, the comments, they were making very lewd comments and all that. And then suddenly this name also somehow came up like, oh, this Atika, how about this Atika Maslan? And then I'm like, huh? Already got a new one already. Uh. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, out of curiosity, I just went to fire up and dig up who is Atika Maslan, uh, thinking that, and then, oh shit, it's a sex tape. But no, it's a very serious issue about... um. Home-based businesses and the okay. Before we go it. into the issue, before we go into the issue, the fact that you read comments on articles are uh, fucking blows huh? my mind, yeah. But that's the first place to go, man. The comments are fantastic <laughs> sometimes. Uh. comments okay, are hilarious so you can sometimes. Skip through comments, okay. If you're reading it for humor and yeah, yeah, and yeah. just like okay, okay, that then, then I can understand. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so this Atika oh, yeah. Mazlan, I I caught wind of it because my girlfriend mentioned it to me, and then same thing, I googled it and I was like, holy shit, she was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, there were articles that were coming up about her. So based on what I understand, uh, okay, there's a there's a series. Wait, wait, can you of, just clarify first? Uh, is it uh um, it, well, how come your girlfriend brought it up? Because is it like is there something where Chinese people are not hearing as much about this? Because I think when, no, when so, I mentioned it to so, a few Chinese friends of mine, they don't really. So know how about how my it. how my girlfriend heard heard of it is that I mean she's a lot more active on Instagram personally than me. I mean I use it for for work and stuff. Um, but she saw people tagging Atika Mazlan and and giving long comments of Atika Mazlan. So she Googled. So yeah. she caught wind of it on Insta stories and then she asked me, Have I heard about it? And I was like, No. So then I Googled. So I think I think I mean, okay, like personally, do you use a lot of Instagram? Uh, and Instagram stories and all that? Yeah. Enough, enough, yeah. But all your friends are Chinese, lah, so probably this is not relevant to you. Uh, uh <laughs> No, like, I have a lot of dogs dogs on my Instagram lah. <laughs> so I go through my dog's Instagram a lot more no, so, than my own personal. So one. I, I think yeah. I think this issue has been a lot more uh, active in the Malay community, but now mm. I think the uh, it has spread everywhere to the point where that Masago Zuklif- uh yesterday also he's the minister for environment. I think he posted something about it. So to give mm. a a brief overview of the timeline, from what I understand, is yeah. that. On April twentieth, there was additional circuit uh, breaker measures for home-based businesses, like I guess businesses in general. So mm. Atika Mazlan, who is a uh, uh, a pretty famous actress in Singapore, uh, she posted a video to her IGTV where she just was talking to her followers about about um, the repercussions for home-based businesses 
of given the circuit breaker, like, which admittedly, yep. I think it was a bit grey area how it applies to home-based businesses. So she reached out to HDB. She recorded a phone call that she made to HDB and the interactions with them. And then she got forwarded to MTI, I think. And she was recommended on the call to that, okay, like, it's true, home-based businesses cannot operate. So then she spoke directly to her viewers saying, okay, guys, you know, seems like uh, it's a grey area. Uh, she advised her followers to kind of brace themselves for a difficult period of for home based listeners uh, for home based uh, businesses uh, given the 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 constraints la. so then a few days later on i think 25th april there was an article published on berita harian that said okay home based businesses can no longer operate and mm. then the i think prime pr- first and foremost the malay community descended on atika maslan and mm. called like basically labeled her a snitch for highlighting it to the authorities and bringing yep. it to their attention la. And fucking, it just, it just, it, she became public enemy number one. Uh, she was trending on Twitter. And apparently, even if people try to be objective about it and try to kind of not just condone her actions, but kind of explain where she was coming from, they would get vilified on the internet. Mm. Yeah. So, so, and I think yesterday or the night before, she had a, a video interview with a prominent Malay personality, Sujimi. Sujimi, yeah. Sujimi I think. Oh, Sujimi, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think in seven hours, it got like 250,000 views where she tried to clarify her her stance and kind of point out that her she took down her video an hour after her she uploaded it on IGTV and apparently there were people who kind of cut it and edited it to make it seem like a lot more like she was snitching on the community. Uh, and she mm. said uh, what she did was ultimately not not causing the law to be imposed, but just highlighting yep. an issue. And it's hard to even determine how much she influenced the the much the measures being made more concrete. La. But mm. I think even as of now and and uh yeah as of yesterday night I think there was a petition with like seventy thousand signatures asking for the circuit breaker measures to be loosened la, for home based businesses. And that's when yeah. Minister Z- Zafagos uh came out and Said some stuff which we will get into like, but that is what I understand to be the timeline. Is that is that what you understand also? As far as I understand, but just a word of advice to other uh, Chinese Singaporeans out there. I did try uh. to do some research on all the the whole matter and everything, but a lot of the content, unfortunately for me, is is in Malay la. So unless you speak Malay, it's a bit harder for you to get into it la. But but it still affects you because. There are a lot of home-based businesses run by Chinese people also that yeah. are affected by this. La. So um, all the small cakes and pastry home-based businesses that are selling from homes can no longer do so. And they're all, yeah. you will see in the comment sections, that's why you read comments, the comment sections are all flooded also by a lot of Chinese home-based businesses yeah. as well. I think, yeah. I think why maybe it's a bit more impactful for Malay food, uh, home-based businesses that make, make Malay food is because we just mm. entered the month of Ramadan. And mm. from what I understand, a lot of these um, home-based businesses tend to make most of their annual profits during the month of Ramadan when people order yeah. for breaking fast and in the lead-up yeah. to the Hari Raya celebrations. La. So for them to find out just as we are starting uh, to enter the most profitable period period of the year for them, to find out yeah. that they can't operate, they already have sunk costs uh, with mm. all their ingredients and it, it, it the future is looking very bleak. La. So that's where... At first, I also was thinking, eh, but it's not It's not only, like, home-based businesses are not only uh, run by Malays, what? you get every race. Mm, 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 mm. But I think that is that, that is why people are fucking yeah. pissed off. La. I mean, the equivalent is pineapple tarts. Ah. There's a lot of people who bake pineapple tarts over Chinese New Year and yeah. they sell them from home. Uh, yeah, so imagine correct, correct. if one day government say, oh, Chinese New Year, you cannot sell your pineapple tarts anymore. 
You know, then or yeah, or like Muruku during the Pawali. Yeah, break loose, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Muruku during the Pawali, la. uh, yeah, la, yeah, la. So, so every and, every ethnicity has has like a certain period where you you just assume that it's okay to be buying and selling from home based businesses, la. Yeah, and and I guess it just I mean of course the fucking COVID makes everything worse, lah, because you get loss of yeah. income from the traditional sources, and this was meant to be like a backup, lah. So I mean, mm-hmm. I guess now it comes to to our our take on the whole thing, lah, and yeah. I mean. Where to start, sir? What, what, what's what's your overall take as you have progressed from thinking it's a sex tape leak to the actual <laughs> issue? <laughs> no, I mean, but 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 uh, I think it, there is something to be said about how uh, confusing this whole, all a lot of these new laws being passed are yeah. for people, Because uh, uh, like literally yesterday, also there was another clarification of a law that says that says that um, you know, even residents within a private condominium cannot walk or walk their dogs within the private condominium. If you want to walk your dog, you have to go out of the condominium. La. Huh? So, so yeah, there is a... So, within the dog community, there's also all this like, huh? What the fuck? It's like, then oh. if I... So, you want me to go out and expose myself to more people because you don't want me to walk within my own private <laughs> estate. <laughs> but what's so, the so rationale? The, the rationale is that they don't want people to congregate in private condominiums. La. So, let's say oh. if you stay in a condominium with a very old grandmother on a wheelchair or something, you have to... You want to go for a walk, you have to wheel her out to the road and then walk with her outside la, where the, there's construction oh, so dust you and mean, everything. You, <laughs> you mean you can't walk dogs but you also can't walk grandmothers? You basically cannot have any kind of recreational activity within Shia the la. compounds. So even yeah, walking yeah. Uh, walking in the compound also not allowed? Yeah, not allowed, not allowed. Yeah. Oh, so, shit. So, so all these rules, I mean, it, it sounds logical when when you say it in theory, la, but then you always, I, I at first to me it also sounds logical. Then someone shows me a picture of a dog, you know, with like two legs and the with his hind legs on a wheelchair. You want a dog like that to have to go and like navigate around pavements and stuff like that. You so to me it's like Ooh. it's almost quite uh cruel, uh, quite quite insensitive to in in certain ways. Uh, but at the same time it's uh the, I guess there's also people are still trying to figure out, okay, how do we get around, you know, situations like yeah. this. Like, and and I think this issue of these home-based businesses also is another one of these grey areas that was never really clearly defined. And fortunately or unfortunately for Atika, she she decided to make uh, something viral, a uh, post about it, and it went viral and it brought every, it brought all the attention to her. Like, whether whether or not it deserves to be on her, I'm not sure because I'm yeah. not sure whether Berita Harian was responding to her or what, but... But she, I mean, took the active step of highlighting it, and it now it has become black and white, and it has has become a problem for her, lah. Yeah, so maybe wrong place, wrong time, uh. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, okay, let's say like one approach is that her making that video had nothing to do with the regulations, right? Yeah. I think I think yeah. for me, yeah, it's just a, a a shitty situation for the people who've been impacted, and f- to a certain extent, it's a shitty situation for Atika Mazlan also because yeah. I mean to assume that one person's video can change policies, I think is a bit of a stretch. Uh, mm. I think one person's uh, actions can maybe bring a policy to, to the forefront of people's minds. But I yeah. think this is also the speed of it. La. I mean, most of the times when policies are passed in Singapore, unless it's something the government really fucking wants, it takes a fucking long time. La. And this mm. one's just a matter of days, right? I think people immediately associated the circumstance with what seemed to be the cause. La. But yeah. I think, yeah. I think like, like what you said, I think the biggest issue here is is how it was communicated and how it was enforced. Okay, understanding the government mm. is fucking swamped with shit, right? I mean, yeah. even if you look at at uh, Minister Masagosa's post yesterday, right? He mm. 
basically said that anyone lobbying the government to overturn the policies, and he kept it um, kind of vague, anyone lobbying or anyone inciting is being irresponsible. Mm. So that's where I feel like, fuck lah, like it, it feels like a bit of like the whole, you know when we were talking about Chan Chun Singh, where in yep. the back door he kind of labelled people idiots, it just yeah. felt like, yo, like, I think Masagos has done, has had, has done quite a good job kind of uh, pleading to people to stay home and, and, and some of his posts were quite articulate. But in this case, it just felt like he's taking such a high ground and looking at these people and kind of vilifying them, like, which I thought was fucking stupid. Like. Yeah, and yeah. it just feels like, wow, it's, that it was a shitty situation and the risk is there. Okay, like objectively, mm. the why the home-based business were curbed because a lot of people are saying if if you can get uh, food delivery uh, done by restaurants, done via third-party apps, what is the difference? Ultimately, there's someone cooking, there's someone yep. bringing the food to the end customer, right? What yep. is the difference? But it's like one of those things, like for a restaurant, you can still, there's still regulation in place, you know, mm. and there's still the processes. For home-based learning, uh, businesses, it feels like, okay, people can adhere, but it's a kind of grey area, la. like how can they mm. be accountable for their hygiene standards and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean so the last time the last time that there was this kind of outrage uh within the community and, and it was very quite polarizing la. I think it was probably the ban on PMDs, right? Yeah, correct. Remember when yeah, PMDs yeah. literally were banned overnight and uh basically Singapore split into almost like two two very separate camps. La. One camp being yeah. fucking happy that there were no longer chances of accidents on pavements and the other camp is like is my fucking livelihood lah, and and yeah. and I think both sides both sides had strong points about it, but uh, it was just something that it was almost almost came down too quickly la, Like you said, yeah. Like this law so, just overnight was 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 put up lah. So so that's where uh, to me the common thing in both situations, right? Is yeah. uh, unfortunately like as much as I fucking don't want to just blame the government for everything. I yeah. feel like the <laughs> the government could have done a better job because. The PMD, it was, okay, new ground. Like, you know, PMD was new mm. technology. There's this new niche of livelihood being crafted. And the way they responded, I think it could have been better communicated. Because if I recall, yeah. they basically announced on one day saying the ban will kick, kick in like a few days later. But in actual fact, the ban was only going to kick in two months later. And what was kicking mm. in a few days later was just this warnings, intermediate right? yeah, warnings. La. So already yeah. from the comms perspective, they fucked up. And I would think that when it comes to something that is fucking polarizing that could impact a lot of people who are going to be fucked over like livelihood wise they would yeah. they would have learned from that and kind of factored whatever they learned into the way they responded to this la. because yeah. i think okay one thing that every government is dealing with is that they are balancing spending time on issuing like bailouts and and uh funds for for people with mm. how accurately it can be sent like because i know in in the us there was one big debate about sending the a thousand two hundred dollars or even in singapore you know the six hundred dollar mm. payout i think yeah. shamugam uh said that okay there might be people abusing the system but the main thing now is to get the money out as quickly as possible and then in future we will look at those who abuse which i really yeah. respect because it's yeah. all about getting the money if some some people abuse it, okay, it's a risk worth taking to get the money in the hands of the people mm. quick. La. But yeah. this one, it felt like they, they could have just spent a, a bit more time or like when you propose a, a ban, like the PMD, right, why people were pissed off is because the ban came with no mention of how the people impacted were going to be helped. La. And then yeah, a week yeah. or two later, then the government said, okay, there's going to be a $7 million fund to help PMD, right? Yeah. which if announced together at the start, felt like it wouldn't have been such a blow. And in this case, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, correct. So I mean, th that's why I think the uh, anger was directed at her, lah. Cause it almost seems like she was working hand in hand with 
yeah. with the powers to disseminate this to people, huh? like almost like a spokesperson kind of. Uh, although she clarifies that, I think she clarified that she herself was looking at researching starting a home business, a yeah, home-based yeah, yeah. business, and then yeah, that's boundaries. how she came up to this. Lah. And uh, I guess uh, one thing is, you know, like, if you're doing the research, then just keep it to yourself, Lord. Don't don't go and live stream it on Facebook or, yeah, or make mean, a video about it. Lah. I guess now, like, it's... So, I mean, some people are arguing that what she did was nothing wrong because it pointed out the law. Um, yeah. And then people are saying, hey, fuck you, lah. So many people are impacted. So, right now, I think it's just one of those things like, oh, Chiba, like... Um, it, it it just feels like it's such a grey area and I think yeah. one thing people are feeling during this whole pandemic in many ways is a feeling of helplessness. La. You know, mm. like, there's almost like there's no explanation for anything. So anytime there's a there's a scapegoat or a potential reason, people will fucking descend on, on that person, la, which is the unfortunate thing. La. But yeah. that's where, yeah. again, I think there was a lawyer, uh, Firdaos Dawood, uh, who, who, a litigation lawyer, he posted on Facebook kind of highlighting that, even, okay, you have these rules that saying ho- if a home-based business in has to require someone to deliver their products to customers, right? They cannot operate. If you are an online mm. service provider and all, it's fine. But then he pointed out that, okay, if that cannot be done, how come on a personal basis you can still order a delivery through Grab to someone else? Yeah. Yeah. And he said if that's where that's that's where like what you said is is not consistent, like because if you want to ban yeah. home-based del- businesses because of the delivery thing, then you need to ban all delivery processes, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. So so it just feels like wow, fuck, yeah, like it. And for Masagos to come out and kind of vilify the people who are just ultimately trying to fight for whatever little livelihood they can squeeze, right? To me, that mm. is just fucking making the problem worse. And he somehow said the people who are lobbying for the hate, the government to overturn the ban is rubbing salt into the wound when he yeah, himself yeah, yeah. is fucking carrying like a ton of salt and just just throwing it into their fucking open yeah. wounds, lah. Well, let's yeah, let's put it out there like, It's never it's never an irresponsible thing to speak up against yeah. a law or something that you don't agree with uh, yeah. Of course, do it civilly, do it with the like with petitions and things like that. But don't ever let someone tell you that you are being an irresponsible asshole or anything like that. Like, yeah. which I think is uh, a very big turn off for for both of us, right? As we we saw that as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean exactly like what you said. They're doing it civilly. They're doing it through yeah. a petition. Like they're yeah, not yeah, going yeah. out on the streets and fucking protesting with flags like they are in the in the US. And yeah. and that's where if you read Masagosa's post, it's I mean, it just comes from like, you know, like uh I mean he ends off with stuff like saying that let us be patient and make necessary adjustments. In a crisis like this, you will know who our leaders are. They unite people. Let's not sacrifice in vain because of the interests of a few. Like, fuck man. I mean it just feels like one of those things that, yo, this does nothing to help the situation. Like, ultimately, you're telling people the approach is like, guys, you know, listen to us. You know, yeah. we know what we're doing, which is the same thing we highlighted with what Chan Chun was, Chan Chun Singh was saying behind closed doors. He did say, right, just let these people listen to the government. You know, we know what we're doing. And my God, man, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, like the interest of the few is always a very typical way to try and painted like oh it's only a few who are complaining about this and let us the silent majority you know uh take the necessary steps like, whereas I, I think that the, the idea is to actually you should be trying as i mean as especially as a representative of the people you should be trying to understand what are these complaints specifically yeah, la, and then exactly and then trying to find a solution for that la, as opposed to saying that dismissing it as irresponsible or anything yeah like that, and no? again and again is the whole the higher ups and the the 
idiots la, in air quotes who don't yeah. understand la. which is yeah. what again going back to the podcast we did about Chan Jun Singh I think that came out a few days before PM Lee gave his first address and you know yeah. I think both of us like who don't normally share Lee Sien Lung videos we both felt that fuck that was so nicely worded because yeah. Lee Sien Lung focused on it is us going through this problem together everyone's going to be impacted but we have to work together to find a solution la, which felt like fuck that is what we should be talking about it's not us against them it's we are we are together, lah. And in this case, already for something that's so polarizing for the author, for the leader, so-called leader, to come in and kind of rub salt into the wound, which is ironically what he's telling people to not do, just felt like, wow, yeah. this is another situation that has made been made worse unnecessarily, lah. Yeah, very very tricky situation. La. I mean, uh, yeah, and uh, again. Uh, to, to people wondering like what's the big deal la? I mean at the end of the day these people are just running a business right it's just money right then just if your business can't survive one month without profits then maybe the business model is wrong la. I think uh, got to remember that these are we're talking about home based businesses which are very small and typically like family run or what la, and they are mm. the money is probably used more to support the family more than like you know reaping big profits or, or driving big cars or anything like that lor. yeah so so these are real human lives and the livelihoods that we're talking about so it does uh it's not something that you should just sweep under the carpet and not and feel yeah. like is uh, you know it's not important uh. it is and, it is a big issue for some people and uh. i guess it's also the proximity to ramadan like, where people would have probably stocked up uh, on the ingredients already especially with this yeah. covid thing all the more they would have stocked up so in fact like here's if here's a call out to more people to be irresponsible and fucking keep like signing the petition and and keep voicing out against the the feels like the only people who can who can have influence on this. Like, it's not going to be Atika Mazlan. It's not going to be the people yep. who are complaining against her. It's the people who are enforcing the policies. Like. That's why I'm... I'm, like This is where Lawrence Wong, I think he's a better communicator because he did come out mm. and say, okay, mm. we will look at the next few days uh, and if things are going well, it, like if there's no, not much community spread, we might ease the circuit breaker measures. Like. So yep. even that yep. feels like, okay. And I think the uh, another authority in the... The, the organization that deals with small businesses also said they are looking into it. So it just felt like, oh my God, this is this is such a tricky time. And when, and somehow if you think about it, fucking fasting also just started. No? So not only yeah. are these people like out of income, <laughs> they're, they're hungry. hungry. Everyone's hungry. <laughs> yeah, fucking they're hungry. Like, oh my God. Like you see so many people complain, oh my God, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah. We don't eat yeah. for like two fucking hours. Here are people fasting. They, yeah. they can't have food. They can't drink water. And now like, whatever money they've invested or their potential revenue has been taken away. So it's like, wow, eh. Also, I see people commenting on Masagoso's post saying that, oh, you know, it's the law and ultimately we have to follow the law for the good of everyone. True, but feels like there are many ways it could have been kind of vetted out. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, like now, now we, are to, we are living in a time when new laws are being enacted every other day. La. So... I think uh, if you just saying that something is the law and cannot be changed, it's always been like that. It cannot be changed. It's, it's also very short-sighted. La. We are we are adjusting to a new reality, a new yeah, reality of life. Oh. So yeah. yeah, just saying that is the law is not a real valid, uh, not a real valid discussion point. Uh, you know. And and I mean I know some people. Uh, I also saw in the comments saying, "Oh, you know, the government is working hard and they're swamped. And what can you expect yeah. them to do?" I'm like, "Fuck you! At least they're working. You know, the people in the government have yeah. jobs." Okay, yeah. you're swamped and all, but there are a fuck ton of people out there who have who I have the time and want to do stuff, but they just can't because they don't have jobs. 
Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Oh, it, it just feels like oh, such a shitty situation. And I know uh, Atika was saying on the interview last night that people are uh, messaging us that they want to throw acid, they've shared pictures of a kid. And yeah. unfortunately, that's the fucking this, the cesspool that is the internet. Like, when people get angry and they start resorting to stuff like that, it yeah. just gets so messy. Holy shit, man. Yeah, but definitely, uh, yeah, don't, don't, Try not to take out the anger on her, but focus on you know what can the the decision makers lor, the yeah your, the decision makers your meet the people session you can do it online, um you know Facebook petitions and things like that I think all those things actually do in in, in the last couple of months it's shown that collective action actually can work lah you know yeah and, and can make real change lah. And and yeah. I mean like you know like how we were hearing uh from people or just seeing online people get vilified from a, for for a tweet trying to justify Atika. I yep, also feel yep. like okay, if you want to say stuff, cause I think Ridwan uh, of uh of of YouTube and our boys to men fame, he posted something and he got flamed, and I was thinking yeah. oh let, let me just go take. And I thought his tweet also, it just felt like you know you know certain things can't be summarized in like a paragraph. And I yeah. felt I read his paragraph, I was like bro, it's hard to even. Uh, empathize with you because you shot yourself in the foot la. like you just mm. also came from like guys you know we have to do this for 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 the better and and everyone's suffering and all that and then of course yeah. people just respond oh yeah this coming from a person who charges x amount for videos and then some <laughs> people were saying how do you feel if the government comes and ban youtubers so i feel yeah, like yeah. everyone should voice out stuff uh of course bear in mind that right now anything you say people will can hate it regardless but these kind of topics, they need to be very sensitive and don't do the same mistake the government is doing by just fucking not thinking much before you 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 put out stuff that can be worded or communicated better. Like, because even for yeah. us, right, right now, we don't have a solution. We're just talking through it and trying to make sense of it. And mm. I mean, if people still want to find fault with us, uh, but they give us more listeners, sure, why not? Um, mm. But ultimately, if people want to disagree with us, we're more than willing to to hear you all out. Like. But yeah, I think especially on our, our subreddit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's subreddit, a, a Instagram, place, DM. Yeah. Because yeah, at the end of this, like, I mean, our discussion, I guess it hasn't really changed either of our minds because we didn't even have, like, has anything changed for you from the start of this conversation till now? I know, I think I think we kind of all on the same page. Lah. Maybe maybe it was more, we also felt like, eh, uh, after our discussion with Fuzz, we're still trying to process what exactly the whole thing is. And then we went back and probably did some reading, but I think it's essentially st- still... Like how do you how do you move forward in this situation uh, other than, you know, try and be civil about things and 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 wait for more developments uh, you know, uh, and maybe take action through through by signing a petition and everything. No? Yeah. So unlike yeah. our last podcast where we disagreed very, this one like yeah, pretty led much led to a lot of healthy disagreement even within our own subreddit. Yeah, healthy <laughs> disagreement. That, yeah. Healthy. Of healthy. course, I'm not gonna respond to any of the queries that disagree with me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, he's gonna say it's irresponsible to disagree with him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now like, oh fuck, so it's it's just it's such it's. I mean, honestly, like every day waking up is like a new yeah. episode of a series that just won't fucking end. Yeah, and yeah, it's not yeah. the fun kind of series. Uh. It's it's yeah, just a, uh, oh fuck, so. It's like walking walking dead in the later the later seasons. Oh, <laughs> sometimes you know when the episode opens up, you know that this is one of those episodes where they just explore character backstory and it's like, oh god, it's so boring. <laughs> but you gotta get through it to get to the end, uh. yeah. So this one is exploring the character backstory, uh. yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. so like the Malay community has had a big controversy. Has the Chinese community had like something that specifically Chinese know, right? Or the Indian community yet? Not yet, right? 
in in that is exclusively ang- uh, exclusive anger from that particular community. Yeah, nothing. Uh, right. Even the Lian Hezhabao yeah article la. that was more still more more. It's still Singaporean. I think all yeah, Singaporeans Singaporean. can be angry about that lah. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Shella. Yeah. Feels like I mean we still have what fucking four and a half more weeks of circuit breaker. Confirm yeah. some other shit is gonna happen. Uh. Every day, every day goes. Every day, happening. every yeah. day. But but so that's that's why I mean and part of the shit that can happen every day is um yeah la, is highlighted by this particular group that we're gonna be talking about next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because like, so called goofy <laughs> topic, but actually it can be quite scary. This this group was can be very scary as well. What is yeah. it? So, I mean, here's the riddle. Like, if someone fucks up during COVID-19, what are they called, Terrence? Uh, someone who fucks up during COVID-19? No? No, like a COVID-iot, like, you fuck. <laughs> Dude, that was a segue into our next topic. <laughs> Hashtag covid yeah. Hashtag covid So, yeah. I mean, covid is not just a Singapore term. Like, it's, a, it's a global term for anyone who behaves so-called idiotically uh, yep. during COVID. Like. Um, yep. And... The, the thing we are speaking about specifically is this Facebook group that was formed, I think, a few weeks ago where at, mm. at the, as COVID was gathering steam uh, on Facebook. And ultimately, it just, it just is an is a aggregator of citizen journalism or citizen vigilantism uh, hunting for people who break the circuit breaker rules. La. So yeah. if you go there, I mean, I think in a few weeks, it's got like 26,000 uh, members and all they do mm. is post videos of people flouting the laws. La. Uh, yeah. They don't hide identities. I don't think they dox uh, because no. apparently, like what, what caught our attention was an interview that Rice Media, Rice Media did with the founder of SG Covidiots. His name yeah. is Ben Tay and they just asked him uh, questions. La. So, so, I mean, it formed because him and a group of friends apparently saw people flouting the circuit breaker and decided to do something against it, which I think is a very noble action. But to form a group that kind of is asking for people to pauto or like uh, snitch on other people feels like... It's like modern day Stomps. I mean, Stomp is still around. Stomp is a citizen journalism website uh, by Straight Times for those of you outside of Singapore, which is just a cesspool of shit. Uh, And you get people taking videos of like drunkards on the street or someone who sneezes on a glass window and doesn't wipe it off or fucking shit. Like. So this group, I don't know. I, what, what, what do you feel about it? Uh? I mean, uh, if it, yeah, the, the intention seemingly is noble. Uh. What I don't like about it is that it ends up, uh, obviously some people are going to be doxxed. Uh. Some people are going to have their identities revealed and as a result of their identities being revealed, they might, uh, they might have their futures ruined, la. Not, not okay. Maybe not futures ruined so dramatic, but you know, it's a lot of stress, la, You know, getting a lot of hate messages. Uh, maybe people trying to pull up your employment or your or whatever data there is about you on on online. So they claim that they are not doxing. They are trying to not leave uh identifiable information about a person in there, but. Just based on when you take a video of anyone or anything, right? It there is probably other information in the video, like where was the video taken, when, what time yeah. it was taken. So it makes it possible for someone to go and find you, lah. Yeah. Uh, if and their fear, their thing is that they are trying to strike fear in people's hearts so that they stay the fuck home and and not be so called covidiots, lah. But I feel that there can be the unintended uh consequence of harassment and and uh basically stress and everything for the people being featured on the site lah 
Yeah, right. and I mean, it almost feels like okay, like I, I, I think it was it started with a noble atten- uh, intention. Yeah. Like they wanted to kind of do something about people who were obviously flouting the rules, and there have been yeah. fuckers who just flout the rules for for, I guess some for some, for a worthy reason, but a lot is just for fucking stupid reasons, like. But yeah. I'm just looking at a post that was done three hours ago. It's all it is is a picture of, from about of about five meters away of a uncle walking. Uh, it's a picture of him from behind with no mask. And the caption yeah. of by the person who posted is this uncle, despite me telling him to put on his mask while buying food at the the bun at Juchet, instead of listening, he screamed and scolded me. If he is your family, please speak to him. I told the employees yeah. at the bun off too, cause they should not allow him to come in without mask. So to me, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does this do? It had 61 comments and 10 shares, lah. Yeah. And to me, is what what the fuck is the point of that? Like, that, what does that achieve? Uh, you can't. Mm. I, I think it's gonna be hard to make him out to be your family member, or maybe you can. But that's assuming that your his family members are in the group, and it just feels like this could cause a lot more cases of bullying and online harassment than, than, than other ways to address this sort of shit, lah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, essentially, shame is one of the worst, the worst feelings that uh, that a human being can experience, right? And and. Uh, a lot of times, from because like like you said like this, this thing about COVID yet is not just a Singapore thing. So there's actually been uh, articles written about it in like the Guardian and everything. Like why do people even go to the point of shaming la? And a lot of it is is uh, there's this basically the feeling of self righteousness of feeling that you are right and someone is wrong, uh, that that makes people feel good la. And that's a very big motivator for them to do that la. Okay, and there is a noble intention behind it. But at the end, if it's just if it's just about uh, feeling like you are doing right and someone else is doing wrong, right? Then I would say everyone just stay uh, sit the fuck down because at one point every fucking Singaporean was a COVID idiot. Yeah, we were walking around not wearing masks. <laughs> Compared to Hong Kong, they will look at us and we are fucking COVID idiots because yeah. we were saying don't wear masks when you go out, and then now you have to wear masks. So this this situation changes every day, every week. And like to to just keep labeling peop- other people as covidians, and then I'm not covidian because I'm a group in I'm on the SG covidians group, is being a bit of a self righteous prick la. And and no, but, uh, but it's but just uh, it's just yeah, like, a huge lack of self awareness about the fact that we all Singaporeans at one point we are all fucking covidians Okay, but here's one thing. Here is one thing yeah. that uh, I think at the start of April there was an mm. app that was put out by the government. Yeah. To report people breaking safe distancing rules, mm-hmm. so so, isn't that kind of just like an official version of SG Covidians? But at least it's uh it's private like You report it to the government. It's like reporting to police. The information doesn't go onto Facebook and everything. The problem with Covidians is that it's just put on Facebook. It's a one sided assessment of what was going on. Like you you mentioned the uncle and all that. We don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe the uncle was wearing a mask. We also don't know, is it, is it, we're, all we're hearing is just from one person and then, boom, his face is on the, or his face is not here, la, but generally the face is on the internet and then you're open to, subject to abuse and everything that is possible based on the internet. La. So yeah. I think that the act of being, putting your face in public is a very, uh, is a very poisonous thing. La. It's something in Singapore that we don't, uh, we don't understand very clearly because there isn't very clear de- delineation between what is a public figure and wh- what's a private figure. Uh, mm. Thankfully, there are now a lot of doxing laws in place since the start of this year, but uh, it's still a very grey area. La, and, and lawyers and everyone are still coming to gra- uh, trying to grasp 
what exactly is doxing? Uh? Like, is, you know, posting this picture of this uncle with his back and saying, asking for his family to step in, is that doxing? Uh? So, so it's, I, I think it's still, there's still a level of uh, difference uh, as much as it, yeah, like, it's still holding a phone in someone's face and all that. But the act of posting it online it makes a big difference. Uh. So, so I guess, I mean, like one one thing that Bente justifies in the in the Rice Media article is that mm. it kind of it kind of uh is a consolidator of the number of people breaking the circuit breaker, which could influence yeah. the tighter policies, la, Which mm. sounds like a good thing, what? Then right, I mean, if if you can imagine like the government, uh, people in charge of I don't know, deter, like one of the people uh on a team deciding how tight the measure should be, if they go to this website and they see so many cases of people flouting the circuit breaker, right? Isn't that yeah. a good thing? But I mean, it's also not say a representative of, of the how extensive the problem is. All right, there's always I mean, there's always going to be people out there who are not going to follow the rules, no matter how many rules we implement, like, Right. Mm. So 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 that's the thing about uh, that. Uh, this this kind of group just encourages people to come together and feel superior and feel righteous, self righteous, and and post bad shit about people, la, As opposed to. Uh, if you tell me that I went to, if you say I went to the a, a park, I stood yeah. there for ten minutes and counted the number of people not wearing masks as they walked by. Uh, so fifteen out of like forty people didn't wear masks, even though they were just walking. At least to me, like okay, uh, there's some you 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 are attempting to really put some scientific basis behind the numbers, like, Whereas if it's just posting people's photos, it, like let's say for instance, like you. There's something like a, f- a, f- a cockroach flew into your mouth somehow. It snuck in through your mask and flew in your mouth. You're going to leave the mask on and you probably will take it off and start coughing out that, right? But, Fuck, why you have to put the image that, in my head? Oh my yeah, God. because if, if just that one instance, someone just takes a phone out and takes a photo of you, does that mean that everyone's not wearing their mask? No, it it's, it's, like, it's like the one thing I spoke of, uh, I think two two episodes ago when I went for yeah. a run, uh, I just tested or going for a run with my mask. A friend yeah. took a picture when we met up and then posted it in a group that both of us are in and someone else from the group came and kind of judged me just based on that one photo. Exactly, which I exactly. felt like, yo, what the fuck, man? So yeah, so yeah. I guess, I mean, my sentiments towards COVID just grew. I thought, okay, la, fuck it. This kind of shit will happen la, because that's just yeah. human nature. But I think what made me a bit more pissed off was the guy's answers during the Rise Media article. La, it just reeks of like moral superiority. La. There was one question yeah. um, that the Rise Media interviewer asked this guy. Um, because ultimately, people are posting photos of uh, people without getting their consent, right? So they mm. ask, does this mean you are okay with people taking images, photos without their consent? And here his response is, what has to be done has to be done. There, yeah. There's evidence of people breaking the rules and this necessarily means the photos or videos will be taken without consent. It's the same with a police report. Offenders yeah. will never consent to their photos being sent to the police. We believe there is nothing wrong with people sharing their photos or videos as long as they do not give rise to offensive conversations. If a post is seen as erroneously shaming someone, we take it down. So I guess... What you pointed out about the one one service app, which is where you can submit uh reports of people flouting circuit breakers, is yeah. is is true like It's private, you know. There's just you just go a direct channel to people who and other people don't see the faces of the people being reported. And but this guy is is making making them sound like the same. Like going to the police is the same as sharing a photo of someone online. No yeah. what? Yeah, exactly. What so the I mean, fuck? The, if the I accidentally send my dick pic to the police compared to posting it on Facebook, you telling me yeah. it's the same? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean the 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 overall just the overall act of taking out your phone and taking a photo of someone just because you have a camera in your pocket doesn't mean that you suddenly become this almighty self righteous god Because like, literally a few minutes ago there was a there was an article that came out there that someone a temperature screening staff 
apparently took photos of female patrons in Singapore and shared oh them in a group God. chat. So <laughs> suddenly all these temperature screening photos have become fodder for people to jack off over. La. So, so suddenly as much as we think as it's just a photo, <laughs> it's nothing much, right? It's, it's for a noble oh cause. My God. Photos can be misconstrued and, and used for things that you don't you you don't think so, like <laughs> harassment and being posted in Telegram Nasi Lemak chats. La. So oh, it's just like everyone just note that if you do it to someone, someone's gonna do it to you. And and, and we're not talking about just those young teenagers, schoolgirls or that. This I, I'm looking at some of the photos that the that are posted here. The the comments are literally G I L F. Things like that. And Whoa, you know, there's a photo of a middle-aged <laughs> a middle-aged lady from behind. So <laughs> if you think you are immune just because you have a photo, you have a camera in your pocket, and maybe you are, you think you're not the demographic that you're not covid yet, think again, okay? Someone is probably taking a photo of you and using it against you. And if you don't want that, don't do it to people. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like it's almost like uh like a overly police state, like, except it's not the government who's policing each other. It's almost like citizens are, yeah. are policing each other, like, which is scary. Like. But own just self-police, own self. Just, right. now, just now what you're saying about how like there's a fucking like voyeuristic aspect to this. You've heard yeah. of article, what are Rule 34 or something? If it exists, there'll be porn of it. Like. That's the, that's oh, yeah, the Rule yeah, 34. Yeah, exactly. So I was just thinking, I wonder if on Pornhub or anything, there are now like pornos it, like with the thermal kind of look. You know, like just, you know, <laughs> you know when you look at the screens in the airports, you yeah, just see yeah, the heat yeah. maps, right? Fucking! Yeah. I guarantee you, there'll be it's it's gonna be a a a, a, a coming soon some sort of porn where it's just that la. and then you yeah. can see like the the genitals getting warmer and warmer and warmer. <laughs> wow, fuck, yeah. Harris oh just described God. his dream his dream porn <laughs> setup <laughs> la. No, so, but I'm pretty sure. Like I yeah. no, I think that Pornhub releases the statistic what that quarantine coronavirus is all trending yeah. on their search terms la. So I think your birthday, your next birthday, I will buy you a heat those heat cameras la. Those can track your infrared and your heat temperature and everything. <laughs> la. Hopefully, you'll be able to pass it to me in person. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, I also wanted to say one thing was that uh, I think uh, as a response to SG Covidiots, there's now a group called SG Not Covidiots. Ah. Uh, unfortunately, really? but they, they are meant to be like uh, the positive, kinder side of, of, of things, like encouraging people to do kind things for each other during this uh, during this. COVID-19 oh, crisis rather than, rather than doxing each <laughs> other. Um, and, and then so actually an instance comes to mind where a friend of, of mine who uh, apparently like uh, she stays in, in, a, in a HDB and then recently she got a note from her neighbour that said, uh, you know, like, hey, there's been a lot of noise coming from, uh, coming to my unit. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but hopefully I, I'm hoping everyone can, you know, just after 10pm not be like shuffling around and making too much noise about it. La. I really appreciate your understanding. And then with the letter came a stack of uh, face masks. They said, you know, please have these face masks as well so that we all can stay safe together during this pandemic. La. So so I, I thought like, oh, that's a, it was a very nice way of like uh, asking your neighbour or friend to cooperate with the whatever measures are in place la, and just be more considerate of people around you. So so it's an act of it's an act of kindness to also ask for people to be kind in return. Also, you know there there are nicer ways to to uh to call out behavior rather than like you know by reporting the authorities or what. Well, it's by try the nice approach first, like you know you know bake a cake or do something. I guess yeah, uh, just see yeah. each other as like a fucking human lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like and like like you know like if you have kids jumping around at ten p.m. you know like I think a lot of parents are struggling to with their kids now, right? So yeah, I I wouldn't straight out like just call police on them or what lah. It's tough lah. Well, 
I mean, yeah. So please, people, check out this SG Not Covidious group. Like, I, I just went to the, the Facebook yeah. page and right now they have 583 members and I click join group and just this alone, right, makes me want to fucking join the group. They basically, yeah. it's one of those groups where you have to apply and then they will grant your approval to become a member. Like, and the first question they ask is, are you from SG Covidious? <laughs> 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 and then they say, were you banned from SG Covidiots? You can choose multiple options, yes or no. Wow, fucking like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that this is a direct F you to SG Covidiots. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, no, but, okay, on, on the flip side, right, I can see a lot of people, even in my family WhatsApp groups, which has been a fucking like, like like a, a, a petri dish to study human mm. behaviours. Uh. I think a yeah. lot of people are in favour of SG Covidiots like, or stuff like that like, where pe- there's a name and shame uh, and and I've seen it also happen where they just assume that someone based on their skin colour alone eh, you can determine which country they're from like, which I think is fucked yeah. up. Like. But, yeah. but I mean, I think this, so this is where like, even to our listeners, right? I don't know whether a lot of people also feel that the SG Covidiots is at this point in time, something that society needs. Like, we, we don't... What is the saying? Like, we, we the hero we need, but we don't deserve or something like that. Is it mm. is it something that has a use? And please check out the group and also check out the SG Not Covidiots group because, like, overly positive shit also for me is a bit too much, but in this time, yeah. I think there's some use. Like It's like what John Krasinski did with his Some Good News uh, YouTube videos. Uh. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we are not here to tell you that SG Covidiots is the is the you know the worst of society and everything like that. What we're trying to highlight is that as much as yeah like, they claim to have a noble uh, cause and everything, it's worth thinking about. Is this the kind of society you want to live in even beyond this COVID nineteen like You know, like it, mm. it's a now is yeah now is a very unique special time. But a lot of the behaviors that we pick up on now will carry on beyond uh, COVID nineteen, uh, and we just gotta be careful that this doesn't become the norm. For us, but, like, especially but, if it's something we don't like. If, if you like almost, it, then okay. Then, then this is almost what Stomp has been building up to the past 15 years. They've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, they've been waiting. This is like the movie, you know, like this is the day that we've been waiting for. They've been training all their training. life now. We've yeah. been training Singaporeans I mean, for all these years. <laughs> no, and I mean, admittedly, we also have benefited from Stomp. What? Remember the first video mm. of ours or the mm. second the first video of ours to get picked up by mainstream media and appear on the national yeah. news resulted because someone posted a photo of me coming out of the orchard fountain uh, when we were filming a video. La. And back and then... They accused people, you of being a migrant worker. No, right? they didn't accuse. All they did was they posted it to Stomp because oh, yeah, I was yeah, wearing yeah. like a, a swim cap, goggles, swimming trunks and a yeah. towel and yeah. it was taken from some distance. Like, this was a video that we that we did about the sports in Singapore. So I literally swam in my trunks in the Takashimaya fountain and just mm. as I was coming out, someone... Fucking, I can't, she was so stealthy, she took a picture um, and and I know it's a she because when you, we watch the video, we can actually see someone taking a photo. She uploaded it to Stomp and fucking it went viral across all the yeah. shitty Facebook groups in Singapore and because people didn't know us as Ministry of Funny, didn't know me, people were just accusing me of being uh, Bangla dirtying the waters of Singapore and that I should fuck off back to in, uh, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, yeah, yeah, wherever yeah. lah. So it fucking went crazy and then three days later, we uploaded a video and all the pages that posted that photo, kind of had to clarify and backtrack and say, oh, this is a local comedian. And then we appeared on every fucking newspaper. on. Cha- I still remember yeah. the night at like 10.30, Terrence called me. He's like, dude, uh, I think we're on Channel News Asia. Then I went and it was one of the happiest moments of my life when they fucking played our video there. And wow, that was great. La. So we have benefited from Stomp. Yeah. <laughs> I would say benefited. La. In, a way, in a way, it was almost like, uh, almost like we played a prank on, on Stomp like that, la, right? 
Yeah. It's kind of a prank. Huh? It was unintended, but, I would say, I would but say it, was, we benefited, it was still... Yeah. It was fucking yeah. like the best, the best week ever. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And then after that, we did a video responding to all the, the, the xenophobes. Wow, that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. use benefited because it's, it, may, it will sound like we were we were hoping for that to happen but actually we weren't la. We, it wasn't yeah. something that we were immediately hoping for that someone would take a photo and post it on Stomp la. it yeah. just happened <laughs> to be so and then it backfired <laughs> it on them <laughs> yeah at, at no point were we yeah were we thinking that oh if we do this public kind of shenanigans someone will take a photo but yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the end of it yeah la, we, we did kind of like <laughs> get something out of it but yeah that yeah. was what fucking 2014 and Stomp is still alive no Stomp is still fucking alive and now it just yeah. feels like SG Covidiots they are like the the grassroots version of Stomba. Holy yeah. shit, man. God yep. damn. God damn. So Crazy so I guess times. the question to our listeners is like if you are a if you are a a, a member of SG Covidians and support their cause, right? Please just yeah. let us know what why why in the subreddit. Because it's not just so we can fuck you up and, and vilify you and chastise you. It's just to understand what would be the motivation to join a group like that and even more to contribute to a group like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that brings us to our final segment. Our our little bit of positivity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's our one, one, thing, one shock yeah, thing. One shock thing. So what so, is uh so maybe I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh my one shock thing of the week is actually uh something that's already been shared quite a bit on Facebook, but but actually I'm hoping it, it goes even more oh, I think I know. even more. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's a post by uh the good citizen. Mm. Which is a he's a satirical cartoonist in Singapore, right? Yeah, and he created a in response to Virus Vanguard, he created a series called the Corona Villains, which mm. is a, a satirical take on all the people who are bas- basically are breaking all the COVID nineteen laws, lah. And so we have uh, characters like uh, Antibiotic. So this is the auntie who is you know sending all these. Uh, fake news, forwarding all these fake messages on WhatsApp, and and uh, all this uh, town hall gossip that is causing a lot of panic. Uh, there's Xeno Warrior Princess who is spreading uh, xenophobic views about migrant workers because they, I mean a lot of them are, are are now quarantined and a lot of them are also infected with the virus. And then um, he's also got a uh, couple other interesting characters like Fat Chope. Which mm. is the the uncle, the fat uncle who who just like does all the silly things like go gather to go and see wild boars and everything. So yeah, I mean it's a so to me like okay. So you ask what's the difference between something like this and like the covidiots lah. So I think the idea of, of of art right, like what he has done here, is he's holding up a mirror to society lah, right? So mm. you look at something like this, and then you ask yourself, hey, am I do I fall in the category of any one of these characters lah? And mm. that then th- if that makes you reflect and think and and maybe okay maybe I should, uh, revise the way I I approach things and not be a corona villain as well, uh, that's okay lah. Then you you come out of it with your own um, with your own conclusion about what it means to be a, a better citizen and everything. Whereas mm. like yeah lah, if you just be if you just being docs and your photo being put out there, you get you end up getting very defensive and nothing is achieved like you get defensive and you start to blame someone else or you get angry and or you shy away from everyone else and nothing is nothing good is achieved out of that like so this is the kind of approach that i think is is uh is a very good way of of uh, like a public service message to tell people hey don't be a corona villain you know rather than covid uh, let me corona villain covid yet you know yeah. it sounds the same same 
but the way they do they've done it is uh it's funny it's artistic and 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 yeah like, it still makes you think very critically about am I one of these people like, you know And the illustrations are all fucking dope, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are very, yeah, very it, it funny. Really and looks, it really looks like a comic comic book. Uh, yeah. qualities, yeah. Yeah. So the the difference between this and Virus Vanguard is that you can really analyze every little bit that they this person has drawn mm-hmm. in here, and then there's there's some meaning in every little thing they do, lah. Like the the fact that the auntie has like a you know like has she's carrying a phone in her hand and multiple phones and probably on different WhatsApp groups sending all this fake information. Mm-hmm. And and things like the Xeno Warrior Princess carrying, you know, like wearing this crown that it has the Merlion, the Merlion symbol on it and everything, mm-hmm. like saying Singaporean versus foreign workers. Kind of thing. So it's a, everything has a lot of meaning, uh, and this is what this is the beauty of, of art, like you get to interpret that, and you get to interpret a lot of these things and after that critically examine your own behavior uh, to see whether it's is uh is like that law. So so I, I appreciate things like that rather than COVID uh, COVID. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so maybe a message to the government, leave the comic artist drawing comic drawing to, to the pros. Uh. Yeah. And but I mean yeah, the Ben of Doulas guy was a pro so uh, but I think that's true. It's just that's true. Yeah, it's just that maybe because it had to be the positive side of things. Yeah. So it no, was exactly Exactly. So maybe, it wasn't maybe so well received. Uh, yeah. What what I meant by the what the what the pros. I mean, in in some sense, like his his take on it, right, would never be government approved, like because never, it kind yeah. of, you know, like how sometimes getting too close to the truth is something that the government will never be able to share. Which is why yeah. even they've come to us to make videos about topics that maybe they can't talk about freely. So this yeah. is where like fucking for him to do it to that level, which yeah, it just it when I when I looked at it, I was like, not only are the illustrations dope. Uh, it also highlights the little specific things that really bring it to life. Uh. So that's fucking yeah. awesome. Uh. So check it out. It's The Facebook group is called A Good Citizen. Yeah. And yeah, this is his most recent viral post. Uh. Yeah, he actually has a... Th- he, he, con- he he creates comics quite often, uh, right? Yeah, a lot. And a lot of it is like tiptoeing on the line of like, eh, Singapore Satire and all this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you, 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 if you haven't heard of it before, it'd be very interesting. Uh. A good, be a good citizen and visit the good citizen. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. So okay. uh, then my one shock thing is it's probably like I think the most academic one shock thing I've ever recommended but there's mm. this there's this guy called Ray Dalio la. so some of you may mm. have heard of him some of you may not have heard of him he's the founder of the biggest hedge fund in the world uh, it's mm. called Bridgewater and uh, I first heard a, a interview that he did with Ted you know Ted mm. the Ted Talks I think now as part of COVID they're not doing talks anymore they're doing like interviews and he was talking yeah. about a new world order la. Um, and and how this is one of those seismic size uh, uh, shifts that we're going to experience, partly because of COVID, but partly also because it was a long time coming. La. So what mm. I found interesting, right? I mean, now there are, there are so many people sharing perspectives on what the new world is going to look like and all these thought leaders. But what I found very interesting about this guy, and he has written a series of posts on LinkedIn, which I, I found actually very easy to read because here I am thinking that, okay, he's the founder of the biggest hedge fund in the world. He's going to be talking very like very technical stuff and all but how mm. how he has written his articles right is apparently for in as part of his job he's the chief investment officer of Bridgewater and it has been very important for him to understand global trends for investment so what he did 18 months ago was start reading up on historical occurrences um, that were global in nature. And what, what, mm. what he's saying, right, is everything we're seeing now where you are getting the, the current superpower, which is the US being challenged by a new superpower, has happened many times in the past. Um, mm. 
the epidemic, the virus epidemic has happened many times in the past. And it's almost scary how similar these events are, even though they're hundreds of years apart. And mm. he said it has really helped him kind of think, make very sound investment decisions to make his hedge fund the biggest in the world by realizing what has been done in the past. Because ultimately, I think when Trump was being uh, running for presidency, there was a very viral article written by a historian saying that the problem with humans, right, is our lifespans don't are not long enough to experience these events which tend to happen like 100 years apart. Um, mm-hmm. And he looked at historically, like every 100 years, there would be one the rise of the far right or the the uh, a very polarizing figure that will come in power. And same thing with Ray Dalio. He says that if you look at the superpowers, it went from Germany to Britain uh, to now US and it's soon it's going to be China. Yeah. So it's a very interesting approach and I thought it was fucking fascinating. And he has a series of articles published on LinkedIn, which I found, I read two and, it, and it's, yeah. it's a nice way of looking at the world and kind of understanding that as much as we think, oh, we are in fucking new, never unprecedented times he had a very good quote he said what people need to realize is that the same things keep happening it's just we wear different clothes and we have different mm. technology so 100 Which years ago got got covid at facebook group right? i'm sure like during the spanish <laughs> flu right confirm the, the spanish, spanish flu spanidiots, got, spanidiots. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah spanish omelets or something like that there was confirmed <laughs> some sort of like they probably like wrote like they, they <laughs> instead of taking photos, they would do sketches. Uh, you know, paint, look at fucking idiot. Like. Yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. Confirm. Which I thought, wow, that's actually so. It it just makes makes you feel like oh, for all we think we are special and all right, like fuck man, yeah. we are a predictable species, la. Yeah, he's got a book, alright, like the best principles. Yeah, yeah, principles. There's so like I, every every person who wants to be taken seriously has that book on his shelf. Yeah, you, I think. No, you just name drop. You don't really need to read it. You just name drop <laughs> Ray Dalio, you know, uh, New World Order and Principles, right? Wow, yeah. fuck, I tell you, you just like, but now also name drop to who? The family yeah. you're, you're living with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like exactly. To, yeah, your mom. But, but I mean, I think I, I think I heard what you're saying about like the US-China, uh, like a, a rising superpower overtaking another one will inevitably lead to war. Uh, 12 out of 16 times in in, the, in history yeah. something like that la. I read yeah. that I, I heard that as a it was brought up in Joe Rogan's latest podcast with Tim Pool also uh. yeah 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 so, so they're also talking about China and how how scary it is la, and how uh, yeah, la, having Trump at the helm and two global nuclear superpowers at the helms of uh, at the helm of two like uh, I mean these two guys at the helms of two global super nuclear powers is scary la. scary as Fuck man! Yeah, Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'll put the we'll, we'll put the links to our shook things in the show notes as well as the Yalabat subreddit. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's that's all we got for for today, guys. As guys usual, stay safe and tell one person about this podcast. Yes, if correct. you enjoyed it, uh, you if you agree or disagree with us, we'd love to hear from you. Join the the subreddit. There's a great place for discussion. You because you'll end up probably discussing with other people, not necessarily just us. Uh. Yeah, uh-huh. and, I, and I think just to reiterate the, the telling someone about the podcast because we've been very encouraged uh-huh. by the growth but of course, we we like to have these discussions and we like having civil discussions so the more people can have those sort of discussions, the better. So so yeah, just help us out. Yep. Okay, cool. And Thanks for listening, guys. guys. Bye-bye.